Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Shire Salvos podcast. My name is Jack Clifton. I've got my wonderful wife and co-host Claire Clifton alongside me. Claire, very good to be uh, back on the Shire Salvos podcast. You've been away at the muster weekend with a whole bunch of people uh, from church. How was how was your weekend? It was so good. It was unfortunate about the weather, of course. Um, Definitely. Up in the northern beaches, it was raining all weekend. But it was such a great weekend. Just a great opportunity to get to know people that you may not meet on a Sunday. Um, I met some new families and new people. And, yeah, good time to just enjoy each other's company. It was fun. You had uh, David and Sandra Godkin that were bringing the the word to you guys. What was yeah. some of the... Uh, I guess some of the knowledge and some of the wisdom that they were they were sharing with you or, or challenging you and the the rest of the the people at the muster weekend away. Yeah, so the the main theme was around discipleship, what it means to be a disciple um, of Christ, and I think one of the takeouts was if you can eat, you can disciple, mm. and it talked about the importance of like gathering with people over a meal and really paying an interest in people's lives and. Um, opening up, I guess, your family, your ha- or your home, whatever that may look like to others that may not know the Lord and just, um, yeah, letting, yeah, using that as an opportunity to get to know. But yeah, there was lots of key takeouts. I really appreciated the vulnerability of David and Sandra and also other people that shared throughout the weekend. Um, I think the first day was like emotions were running high, <laughs> lots of Lots of people getting a bit teary, but I think that's a sign of um, trust in the room and just that people mm. were really getting something out, like God was doing something in our hearts. So, yeah, it was a really good weekend. If there's people listening that are getting a little bit jealous and a little bit upset at themselves <laughs> they didn't didn't go, you um, suggest that they sign up for the 2022 muster? Absolutely. You've got to come. If you're not there, you miss out. So, yeah, I encourage you. Come along. I know that sometimes church camps is not they're not for everyone, um, but I just encourage you come along. There's lots of opportunity for us introverts to have some time on your own as well. But I think um, just the opportunity to get to know each other, to hear from the word in just a bit of a different way that you don't get out out of um, Sunday church is just really valuable. And I'm sure if uh, you want a bit more information about what happened at Muster or um, any other kind of information, then, yeah, just try and uh, seek out some of the people that went, chat to Mark or Kim or anyone else um, in the ministry team, and uh, they might be able to provide you with a bit more information about what went on and what they were challenged by and uh, some of the really great parts of, uh, of the weekend. Uh, we're going to jump into our Shire Salvos news update now. Got a bit to get through in the life of the church. So we'll kick off our new section here on the Shire Sowers podcast by uh, taking a look at the men and coffee event. And this is something that has just been launched by uh, the guys at Shire Salvo. So it's happening on the first and third Tuesday of the month. Uh, that does That's not happening during the school holidays, though. Uh, and it runs between 10 a.m. and midday at Menai. So just a great opportunity for guys to be getting together, have a cup of coffee, particularly in all this cold and, and horrible uh, weather at times to warm yourself up and uh, have fellowship with with other men and uh, spend a couple of hours just hanging out and getting to know other people like Claire spoke about at the uh, the church weekend away. It can be a really good uh, way to get to know different people or even just to uh, get to know uh, guys a little bit deeper on a on a deeper level uh, as as well. 
Yeah, so the next announcement is around the Life in the Spirit Day. Um, so Anne-Marie Gattenby um, is coming to the Menai location on Saturday the 17th of July and she is going to be doing an introduction to I guess what life is like lived in the power of the Holy Spirit. So I've heard from um, the, some of the team, um, some of the employees at at um, the Menai location who have met with Anne-Marie and they've really spoken really highly of her um, as a real woman of God and, and someone that really lives, I guess, their life mm. in the Spirit as well. So I just really encourage you to come along to that. So that's at the Manai location. Um, it, it's an all-day event, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., so lots of lots of good stuff to get through there. Um, it's $10, which includes lunch, and you can RSVP to Lynn McComb. Um, that's lynn.mccomb at salvationarmy.org.au, or you can call the church office on 9542 9500. Yeah, I think something uh, really good like that that um, Anne-Marie is is bringing to people at church because we hear so much about the Holy Spirit when we open the Word of God and we don't always understand what that looks like and how that affects our lives um, 2,000 years after Jesus walked um, on our earth. So that should be a really fantastic uh, full day there. So make sure that, um, yeah, yeah, uh, finding out more information uh, if you want. Uh, in terms of what's happening with uh, the kids in the Shire Salvos organization, we've got the Equip Kids Camp coming up on the weekend of the 6th to the 8th of August. So uh, this is for kids aged between years two and year six. Uh, it's being held down at the Shoalhaven Youth Works Camp, a beautiful uh, spot down there right on the water. Uh, probably be a little bit nippy around uh, early August, but it will be a great weekend um, for kids involved. And I think when you speak to some of the leaders and some of the kids that have been on previous Equip camps, um, they absolutely rave about it. So um, yeah, it'll it'll be a fantastic weekend away. August 6th to 8th, and it costs $130. Uh, if you want more information, uh, it's probably best for you to chat to Beck Kundasami. Um, Beck is um, yeah such a, a bright and colourful and awesome uh, person that we have at our church, and she's been so good with um, all of the uh, the kids stuff that's been happening over uh, the last couple of years. And uh, yeah, so she'll be the person to get in contact with there, or you can ring. Or email the uh, the Menai location uh, church office there and the number that we just gave before, and that's at 95429500. So that's probably the best way uh, to get in contact with Beck there. In regards to um, any of the other uh, news items we have, that uh, concludes all of the news, but um, just be reminded that if you want any info on what's happening uh, in the life of the church, whether it's stuff happening over at Miranda or at Menai, um, you can head to the uh, website, which is shiresalvos.org.au. And we also have a Facebook page as well, uh, facebook.com forward slash shiresalvos. It's updated regularly. It's where the podcast gets uploaded and uh, or the link gets uploaded um, and lots of other information about what's happening with young adult stuff and things at church and, and different things. Uh, and also, um, you're obviously listening to this show ourselves podcast now which is great and we really appreciate your support but just a reminder that you can listen on uh, several uh, different uh, ways uh, we're available on Podbean uh, but also on Apple and Spotify so um, if you're finding it a little bit difficult perhaps to, to log in and listen on one of those um, areas then you can yeah you can try and find it on Apple and Spotify that's uh, just need to search the Shire Salvos podcast so that uh, wraps up all of the news we have here on the Shire Salvos podcast we've got uh, Joel coming up with a message for for this week on the podcast. It's great to have Joel bringing the Word of God to us. And so he'll be coming up next. And then after that, Claire and I will be back to wrap up everything here on the Shire Salvos podcast. Well, it's good to be here. And that was just a really nice recap about Joshua. And you might have heard that story before. 
But I just want to give you a recap of two weeks ago. So we had our Connect group, and we're going through uh, the series of the story, which is 31 weeks of the Bible. And two weeks ago, it was Numbers. And so in Numbers, um, Moses is the current leader of the Israelites, and they're wandering the desert, and they're getting closer and closer to the Promised Land. And so we see, though, that the Israelites start to complain. They complain that they don't have enough food, firstly. Then they complain that they don't have enough water. They even talk about that they want to go back to Egypt when they were slaves. A massive call. But what's God do? He provides firstly food, and then he provides water each time they complain. Moses, in this time, he also sends 12 spies into Canaan, the promised land, uh, to see if it's time for them to go and try conquer it. So out of the 12, 10 come back fearful. They see giants. They say there is no chance that we can go in and conquer these lands. But two of them... They say, yes, we can, because God will be by their side. And the two, there's a man named Joshua, and there's a man named Caleb. But what they did, Moses listened to the ten, the ten who had fear, and they spent the next 40 years wandering the, the lands. Moses never made it to the promised land. He got to see it, but he ne- never got to step foot in it. And before Moses dies, he chooses Joshua to take over in leadership. And what he also does before he dies, he gathers every one of the Israelites around and he tells them about what God has done and the promises God has still made. And so that's Numbers. And so where we get in Joshua, Joshua has just taken over the leadership of Moses after he dies. And just a reminder that Joshua was actually one of the two spies that originally said that they should go into the promised land. So when we look at Joshua, there is so much to discuss. There are so many different pearls of wisdom throughout Joshua. You could do a whole series on it, um, and there's so much gold. But it's a powerful book. Its basic theme is that God will fulfill his promises. And there's stories that maybe if you've been brought up in the church, you've heard the story of Jericho. Okay, You've heard the stories time and time again, and my prayer today is that you would find something new and that God would speak uh, through me to you. And so when you look at Joshua, there's actually four main parts. The first is when they enter the promised land. The second is the battles themselves. The third is the fact that uh, the promise being fulfilled. And then the final thing is Joshua says some final words before he dies. And so the first part the Israelites entering the promised land. It has been 40 years in the making, plus all the time before that, that they finally get to step foot in the land. And so in chapter 1, the first theme comes across quite quickly, and that is to be strong and courageous, and that God is calling each of us to be strong and courageous. And in chapter 1, verses 9, it says this, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And I think for many of us, that is what you need to hear today, that you need to be strong, courageous, and with God, you can do that. And so in the first chapter, you hear that three times. Joshua hears that three times, and then it goes on to say it in different contexts five more times. And so it's saying that with God, you do not have to be afraid, you don't have to be discouraged, you can be strong and courageous. But it also talks about when the enemy sees what God is doing, it's actually the opposite. So without God, so in chapters 1 and 5, it it talks about that the enemy, their hearts sank, everyone's courage failed because of the work that they could see God doing for the Israelites. 
And so you also question when you see things in the Bible repeated over and over again, why is this taking place? And I believe that it's because Joshua, even though he was a fearless leader, he had self-doubt and he needs to be told time and time again, you can be strong and courageous with me. And I think that's the same for us as well. And God's promises, he'll make that happen, but we need to take the first step. And so chapter 3 is all about taking steps of faith. And in chapter 3, verses 5, it says this, Consecrate yourself, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Joshua tells the Israelites, God is with us as we prepare for the battles. And so to get into the promised land, they have to cross the Jordan River. And Joshua is told by God, you need to carry the Ark of the Covenant, and when you step foot in the water, it will part, and you'll be able to go in the promised land. But you see here, it's about us listening to what God wants, having faith in that, then waiting, but then being obedient to what God is saying. And God will continue to play his part, but we have a part to play as well. Because God told the Israelites that when you get to the Jordan River and you step foot in it, it will part. What their part to play was in that is they had to take that step foot, that first step. It did not happen until the Israelites touched the water. And for us, we need to consider what's the step of faith that we might need to take in our own journey. And to do this, you need to be strong and courageous. And in chapter 4, I really love this part. Joshua uh, says in chapter 4, verse 23, that God has done this before. He actually did it when they came out of Egypt. The Israelites came out of Egypt. He parted the Red Sea, and now he's done it again for the Jordan River for them to get into the promised land. And this is simply a reminder that God has done it before, and he'll do it again. And I think we need to hold on to that today. And what um, Joshua does throughout each of these moments is he actually gets stones out, as you saw in the video, as a reminder of what God has doing. So we take time to reflect on this. And we need to remember the promises that God has fulfilled in our own lives and hold on to the fact that God will do it again. And so then we get to the battles. In chapter 4, this starts. And you see here that it wasn't easy for the Israelites to get into the promised land. They had to go through battle after battle. And our lives are just like this. You have your own battles, your own obstacles to overcome. And this season, I know, has been one of the toughest for a lot of people. And it uh, will continue to happen for us. We all have our own things that are going on. But then the beauty of the Bible, it says this, that in verses 5.13, as um, Joshua was walking to Jericho, he looked up and the commander of the army of the Lord was there. And the commander said this, but I, as the commander of the Lord's army of the Sorry, I'll do that again. But as the commander of the army of the Lord, I have come now. And he had a sword drawn, and he said that you're on holy ground. And this is simply a reminder that God will be with you in your obstacles and in your battles. He will help you overcome them. And as we saw in the video, there's this first battle of Jericho. And similarly to the Jordan River experience for the Israelites, it was about listening to what God was saying, having the faith that he would come through with his promises, waiting, but also being obedient to that as well. And Jericho was uh, just the start for the Israelites. So they overcome Jericho and then they go battle after battle after battle to get into the promised land. And so in each battle, 
you see that God provides a promise. The Israelites are obedient, but they need to take a step of faith. Except in chapter 7. So they go into Jericho and they're told, don't take any of, like, we'll take all the treasures, but don't take them uh, for yourself. We'll give these back to God. But one man named Achan, he took some things. So the Israelites, they go uh, into the Battle of Ai and they actually lose that battle. And it comes to say that it was because the covenant has been broken by Achan, that is why it's taken place. And time and time in our own lives, we make mistakes. I do it myself. But it is about the fact that we can't do it in our own strength. It is through God that we'll be able to do things. And so Joshua says this. He makes it really clear. When we make mistakes ourselves and try to take it into our own hands, we need to come back to God. And he renews the covenant with God, with the Israelites. Again, he uses a stone. He writes God's words on it. And it's, this is another sign of the power of the Bible. And in verse 34, he gathered all the people of Israel together and he read the words of the law. And they went on to then defeat Ai and then defeat the next battle after battle. And so we come to the point where Joshua starts to divide up the land. And this is about that God will fulfill the promises. And in chapter 11, 23, it says this, The promise fulfilled. Joshua took the entire land just as the Lord had directed, and then the land had rest from war. The promise was fulfilled. It's been 40 years in the making, plus more. It's a fulfillment that Abraham was given back in Genesis, that Moses was given, and Joshua, and now they're finally here. There's no more wandering. The promise has been fulfilled, and they could finally rest. And Mark talked about, a few weeks ago, the importance of the Sabbath and rest. And then chapter 13 on, they start to divide up the land to each of the tribes. And there's a man by the name of Caleb. One, so Joshua was one of those first spies. Caleb was the other first spy that said 40 years ago that they should go into the promised land because God was on their side. And he was promised this. In 14.9 it says, The land on which your feet have walked will be your inheritance and that of your children forever because you have followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. So here we are. Caleb has waited all this time and because of his consistent faith, God has given him something back. And it says this, 14.10, The God you have kept me alive for 45 years since... That day where I said we should have gone in. And here today, I'm 85, still as strong today, still as vigorous to go into battle now. And this is a celebration of the generations who have consistent faith. And I look around this room of the generations who have consistent faith. Mavis, I look at you and the work you're doing at Miranda, running a connect group, volunteering your time throughout the week. You are a person of power. And I've been so blessed to just see that behind the scenes. No one sees the work you do. And I just want to say thank you. God's not finished with you. You are strong. You are courageous. You are vigorous. And you're still ready to go in battle. And I look around the room. Gary, I see the work that you do with PLP. You are blessing people's lives. And I just want to thank you as well. Kerry, you talked to me about your work at uh, Southgate over the Red Shield Appeal. And again, you've seen it's not about the money, it's about the people. And I see just the words of wisdom that you provide people and the conversations and your positive energy. And I see the volunteer work you do here as well. God's not finished with you. Be strong and courageous. 
Same with Jackie Smith. I, I always see you, Jackie, uh, with the kids' programs we have here on Thursday. And you are just a blessing with them. You grab hold of there's a baby crying. You just have a way of just picking that baby up, nurturing it. And the mums, you can just see it on their face. You're just a beautiful soul that is so helpful for people. You do so much behind the scenes. Thank you. God is not finished with you. Be strong and courageous. And I could just keep going around the room after, like people to people and just saying thank you. And God is doing a work in you, but you need to take that step of faith to be strong and courageous. And so at the end of Joshua, he gives his final words. And he assembles just like Moses did, everyone together. And he says this in verse 17. It was the Lord our God himself who brought us out and our parents out of Egypt from the land of slavery and he performed those signs before your eyes. We've seen God do these things. And then he says, Not one of all the Lord's good promises to Israel has failed. Every single one was fulfilled. And what do we need to do? He says, We need to throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped. And in our lives, there are so many options that we can put in front of God rather than, um, than him. And so we need to think about what, how can we make God the number one? And he also says we need to be careful to keep the commandments of what the Bible says. And he says you, we need to love your God, we need to serve him with your whole heart and your soul. And what he does, just like he did after the mistake that Achan made, he makes a covenant renewal with the people of Israel. And he says, on this day, Joshua made a covenant for the people, and he reaffirmed the decrees and the laws, what the Bible says. And he took a stone, just as it said in the video. He set it up under an oak tree as a witness to what God has done, and so we can remember it. And so the only way to get to the promised land, to see these promises fulfilled, is being in a covenant with God. And so you often hear this word, covenant. And I really like how the Bible Project, it's a fantastic series online, so they go through and just break down different uh, books of the Bible and different components of the Bible, and they explain it like this. They describe that a covenant is a partnership. It's something uh, that you work alongside each other. And in this case with God, it's that God gives us promises, and our part to play that is to fulfill the commitments, us taking those first steps of faith. And the purpose is that through a covenant, that yes, we will be blessed, but it's about the fact that other people will be blessed because of this covenant, this partnership we have with God. Okay, it's the great declaration of us going out and seeing everyone else knowing God too. And for Israel, the Bible Project talks about the fact that all Israel had to do is to obey the laws, which are the guidelines for living well, and that God will bless them. And that they would then be the representation of God to the rest of the world. And that's what I hope our church will be. So when you hear stories in the Bible, you often think, oh, do I know a particular person or a particular situation that actually relates to this? Do you know a Joshua in your own life? And for me, I think of my pa, Errol Woodbring. Some of you might know him. He was an officer in the Salvation Army and um, yeah, worked in terms of Congress Hall and Wollongong and Parramatta and a lot of the big um, Salvation Army corps around Sydney. And he was a man of faith. He was strong and courageous, not just a big, big guy, but just in his heart, he was strong and courageous. And his life had battles like all of us have as well. 
He made mistakes. He was human. But I was just so impressed by his consistent level of faith throughout his life. It was always about God. And it was always about his life helping others to know God too. That's what it was all about. And right to the very end, he held on to God. And you see, at the very end of the story, Joshua dies in the promised land. He made it. And for my part, I believe he made it too. He made it to the promised land, and God blessed him. And at his funeral and in other events, I had all these random people coming up to me saying, your pa had amazing impact on my life, and he was actually a huge part of my faith today. And on the very last night that I saw my pa, he sang this chorus, simply trusting every day, trusting through a stormy way, and even when my faith is small, trusting Jesus, that is all. This is what Joshua is about. And I don't know about you, but that's what I want my life to be about too. And so there's three key parts when I look at this Joshua that stood out for me. The first is that God is calling you to be strong and courageous, but you can't do that without him. And we need to ask him to be in our situations. He will always be with you. Remember that warrior standing in front of you, sword drawn, God will be with you in your battles. The second is that God will fulfill his promises. Joshua is all about this. And as Hannah comes up to play, I want you to just take a moment to reflect, like Joshua did throughout the book, to reflect on what God has done before and the fact he can do it again. There are key moments, those stone moments. Every time there was a major thing, he came back, wrote things on a stone or placed a stone there as a reminder of what God has done. And he also keeps coming back to the fact that the Bible is such a huge foundation of looking in and finding the promises that God fulfills and a great testament to what God has done and will do again. So the book of Joshua, it is about God being faithful to his promises. And Joshua makes the choice. He stands before the Israelites and he says, But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. He takes a stand. But he says back to the Israelites, you need to choose for yourself this day who you will serve. And that's the question for you. We need to make daily choices to be in a covenant with God. God wants to be in a partnership, a covenant with you. That is the last part, the most strong part of Joshua. And so today, you might want to renew your covenant with God like Joshua had to do after he made mistakes after Achan made the mistake and at the end of celebrating what God has done. Or for you, you might say that this is the first time that you want to be in a covenant, a partnership with God. Because here it is, God wants you to be strong and courageous so that you can get to the promised land. You can see God fulfill the promises in your life. But how does this happen? Through a partnership, through a covenant with God. And as he proposed to the Israelites... It's the question for you, who will you serve today? So as Hannah plays, just take this time to reflect on all the good things God has done and praying that he would do it again. Ask God to help you to be strong and courageous. And just take that moment to just say, God, I want to be in this partnership. I want to have this this covenant with you. Because it will be the very, very best decision you've ever made. 
So that was the sermon by Joel for this week and uh, excited to be back um, hearing uh, these sermons in person. Uh, Claire and I have been away on holidays for a couple of weeks, so uh, looking forward to, to being back in the church building and uh, back um, communicating with all of you and uh, in fellowship and uh, in Christ. It'll be a wonderful uh, thing to be doing in, in the next couple of weeks. So looking forward to uh, spending all of that time uh, with you. Claire, it's been great to uh, chat through uh, what's happening in the life of our church and um, yeah, I guess encourage one another that you like you guys have been doing down at the camp so thank you so much for your uh your attending ship attending (laughs) attendance attendance no worries well i did come all the way into the spare bedroom here which is where we've got our studio set up very professional. You're giving, so. you're giving away state secrets, of, uh, oh, I think. <laughs> but great to, great to be chatting uh, about the life of the church with Claire. And we hope that you've uh, been able to get something out of the podcast this week, whether that's something that Joel spoke about in this, or perhaps uh, encouraged by what Claire spoke about at the weekend away, or even just some of the announcements that uh, might uh, have piqued your interest. And yeah, you want to try and get out and uh, support the church and uh, support other people in the church. We really hope that you've been uh, challenged by something this week on the Shire Salvos podcast. But time for Claire and I to bid you farewell. We'll be back with another episode of the Shire Salvos podcast next week. But until then, stay safe. God bless and look after yourself. We'll see you next week. See ya.